0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What
1: would if you say what you want to say?
0: friends. Annie here from Annie's Pink Chair where we bring real raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective. You guys, I'm so excited because I have a very special guest that was rolling through Vegas and she stopped by to say hi to me and our crew. And my friend Shug is passionate about sharing the gospel to empower women to rise up in Jesus Christ, to equip them to live victoriously. She is the founder and president of Him For Her Ministries, a radio show, speaker, leader, and a gifted evangelist. Shug, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I'm so excited
1: and blessed that you're here today. Well, I'm more excited because I've had you on my show three times. And, you know, Annie, you should never hang out that invitation that says next time you're coming through Vegas, step on in. (laughs) And we indeed did. And I'm so thankful to be here and see you in person. Right. Uh, When I interviewed you, it was digitally. So I'm just thankful to be here. It's so neat
0: to actually I think something's changed so dramatically in media and social media that everyone's virtual now. And it's so nice to be in a studio, It is to be in someone's face, to touch their hand, to sit in the chair next to them, to see their, their sparkly eyes, like your eyes are sparkling right now, because like, you look so happy. You, well, know? you
1: look fab, girl. Oh, thank you. Just looking, we just sit here and compliment <laughs> each other all
0: day long. <laughs> and for those that can't see us right now, just go to the internet. You'll see us on the internet. So hey, can you tell me why? Because the first time I heard your name, I was just like, Shug. What is Suge? Like, who named you Suge? Why the name Suge? It, it, it sounds super cute. Uh, not, like, in a weird way, but it, it also sounds like it reminds me of a rapper. There you go. Suge Knight. Uh, yes, Suge Knight. Like, because it's like an, or, or that song Sugar Bear, Sugar mm-hmm. Bear, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it, it reminds me of that. So tell me more about why your name is Suge. So it's a nickname. Uh, Sug was given to me, uh, by my mom. Actually, there were three sisters in the family. Prissy Bear, Bubba Bear. And Sugar Bear. Oh, so it's Sugar Bear. We were raised way down south in northern Minnesota. <laughs> You'd think we were Southerners with that name. Now Prissy and Bubba, they got rid of their names right away. They just they Why didn't did like Why did your that. mom name you the bear names? Is uh, it when you were very little? Just yeah, we were all tiny, and the three bears we had. There were three girls before my brother came along. Oh, so it's kind of like a uh, like a little bit of play off the. The Three Bears, yeah, maybe?
0: Yeah, I and, love and that you story. Know, go to luck on the Three Bears. Yeah,
1: Prissy and Bubba, they got rid of their names. They don't go by it. But I'm the only one who kept my name. Uh, Shuggy, uh, sugar turned into Shuggy and Sug. Anyways, that's that's just the story of my name. You know what's going to happen? So it's short for Sugar. Yeah, yeah. Annie, God's going <laughs> to say, welcome home, Shug, being a faithful servant. I'm sure of it. Because if he's got my real name on the tombstone, he, you know, I won't even be recognized. <laughs>
0: okay, what is your... Can we share that or not?
1: Sharon. Sharon, Sharon. That's a pretty name. It's very reserved for me.
0: Right. And you you were saying you're from Minnesota, which we're very uh, kindred sisters with that because we're all we love. Okay, what do you miss about Minnesota? Because you don't live there anymore. But what when you're growing up, because here's I'm going to tell you what I miss. Como park zoo oh sure uh,
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> uh, i miss the roller gardens yeah yeah and they just recently sold it yeah it's shut down now. i used to go to the roller gardens i miss lake street mm, that's
1: the original different lake now. street it doesn't look the same anymore. and how
0: it, how it, you would go over the bridge and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you go over the you know the minneapolis uh bridge with the mississippi river and yeah. you were in saint paul yeah and in a, as a little girl i'd be like i would be like wow i would cross the bridge and i would be so proud of myself because now i'm in saint paul yeah you know um right next door to each other I, I think i miss also the the ice cream truck he would come and you'd hear the little sure and back then you could hang out in the street you could play in the street yeah. you could leave your doors open i mean this is the 70s i'm really dating myself but it, i would get the bomb pop the red white
1: and blue one sure because i was
0: i always loved the american flag and Anyway, so tell me what you miss about Minnesota.
1: So I think what I miss the most about Minnesota is there's lakes everywhere, Mm -hmm. 10,000, over 10,000 lakes. That's what they're known for. um, And pine trees. You know, we've been traveling across the country, and we've been hitting southern United States right now. And there's a lot of tumbleweed, rattlesnakes, and scorpions. And I just told my husband the other day, I miss pine trees, just the smell, a lakefront view, uh, some of that stuff I miss. But, you know, we're traveling around, so we're going to come back to it. But uh, we love Minnesota. We love the people. They're super gracious you know it's Minnesota nice kind of a thing oh yeah you know oh those sure know for sure you betcha I've always had a New York personality in a Scandinavian state yeah and you know I just got to give a shout out if we're talking about Minnesota to Salem Network who airs our show him for her uh women's hot topics that, that's where your show is and that's uh, we we broadcast out of there with Salem Studios that's where our producer John is and uh, everybody who works so hard over there hi John oh he's a great guy <laughs> I love it he's my M- man yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember
0: him and so how did all this happen by the way because let's talk about your like your upbringing a little bit Uh, you grew up in minnesota and what led you into like you said being outspoken and speaking out and being the person you are a speaker and a radio show host and evangelist you Mm -hmm. know you go into prisons like you go where a lot of people don't want to go Shug. and let's keep it real a lot of people are afraid to step their feet in a jail or the prison yeah they but are. tell me how that all started with on you you were a little girl you started being outspoken
1: what happened you know it's funny my parents would tell me I used to take a spoon and stand outside in front of the glass sliding door and start to sing and dance and I guess God created me to have a microphone in my mm-hmm. hand most times and then we'd be sitting at the uh, dinner and I'd be speaking and dad would say oh your voice is so loud shook our neighbors can hear you well little did I know I'd be in an Africa prison my microphone would go out and I'd have to be able to share the gospel in a way that would bounce off the walls so a thousand inmates could hear me speak. And so God really does create us, I think, perfectly for his purpose and plan. And uh, oftentimes I'll go into an event and I'll talk about the three Ps, Mm -hmm. letter P, and that's that your personality Mm -hmm. is perfect, you know, whether you be shy, outgoing, quiet, whatever, to match your passion, yeah. and my passion is to share the gospel of Christ. Now, it wasn't always that, but my passion I mean, what, was people. How, how did that start though? Yeah. Like
0: the, to share the passion.
1: Well, and then finish another P. Sorry, and I then cut the you third off. P is <laughs> purpose. God has a purpose for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares mm-hmm. the Lord. And so, God has already wired this blonde-haired Mazungo is what they call me in Africa. Mzungo, uh, yeah, to share the gospel. Cute, <laughs> um, and so. Uh, How it got started uh, pretty much goes back to uh, when I first received Christ into my life. And if I could just take a minute and share that, it really does impact uh, the the journey God had me on. And it actually, you know, my mom and dad took me to church on Sundays. They were great parents. What kind of church? Uh, it was a Lutheran church. Oh, I went to Lutheran because. Church oh too. yeah, you bet you. you gotta go to the Lutheran church when you're in Minnesota. <laughs> I got I got
0: baptized when I was 14. <laughs> anyway, confirmed I should say confirmed.
1: Yeah, I was more concerned about the cute guys that are coming and going than I was listening to the pastor. <laughs> and so after we had our daughter Shelley, our first child, I w- you know I set her down gently. I was so worried about SIDS that she would die from SIDS that I went to bed. And I started to pray. Now, this is this is kind of humorous. I'm praying to God and I'm, I'm like, God, let's make a deal. Come on down, let's make a deal. And I said, if you keep her alive, I'll take her to church every Sunday. Now, when I share this story in Africa or whatever, they all start clapping and I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what? What kind of person am I to think I can make a deal with God, right? I mean, you know, he's the almighty. But this is what God did, Annie, is that all of a sudden in the middle of my prayer, he saw my heart. Mm. As pathetic as that prayer was, he saw my heart, and I literally could hear a choir of angels sing. And as these angels were singing, I heard this voice, almost like oxygen, just so fresh, say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Mm. And that's what Jesus had said on the cross mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. before he died. Right. And I heard those words now, not everybody hears anything when they receive Christ So when they say, and it's no fancy prayer. It was my words genuine and to God. You? At the time, my daughter was a newborn. I would have been twenty four. So prior to that, you just never really surrendered at all. Oh, no, I was so a troublemaker, a faker
0: maker. Oh, I,
1: if it was trouble, I was attracted to okay. it, uh, of course, until I got married and married my wonderful high school sweetheart, Blair. But, no, if it was trouble, if it was drugs, if it was anything else, I was attracted to it. Um, and so God doesn't waste those times, as you know. Uh, he uses so it You for were the his party glory. girl. I was a big party girl. Wow. As a matter of fact, when we started dating, my husband and I, his sisters came up to me and wanted to know what I was up to. Because he was kind of like the Walton boy. He was like, he was yeah, perfect. Yeah, they were like, where did you He's get this gorgeous He's still perfect in chick, my eye. Yeah, like, but I was a party animal. This hot but blonde, like, God didn't even... waste it. God didn't waste <laughs> it. He didn't waste it. So... um that moment turned around my life. Little did I know I started going to church with my daughter mm-hmm. and I was hungry for the word. I even went up to pastors and said, you didn't talk long enough. You know, I was just hungry for God's word. And I like looked, what's wrong with you. You should have uh, made your sermon. three, long. it was long. so good. It was so good. <laughs> and they're like, really? We've never heard that before. But I just watched how God took that moment when I said yes to him in my own pathetic way and watched how he has made me hungry for him because, mm-hmm. you know, God gives us our faith. He, you know, he allows us the opportunity to invite him into our heart um, and he gives us free will. And so I was just hungry to learn more and more about him. And as I did, I watched my life change. And it wasn't until I started a Bible study that I went to that I thought it was like, why? I'm not going to a Bible study. That's where all the goody two shoes are. But no, it really turned my life around because then God's words jumped off the page into my yeah. heart. And that's where I. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, I love it. That's where I found my life first. It was Isaiah six eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Here am I, Lord. Mm. Send me. Mm. And when those words jumped off the page, I started praying. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I, Lord. Send me. And then Jabez, um, you know, his prayer was to expand my territory mm-hmm. and that's what i felt god did as i prayed more i watched how he took me through different seasons of life and he didn't waste any of it mm-hmm. and gave me a purpose and a plan uh, and it really has led me to this point point. and i do believe my purpose not only is to bring the gospel the, and, you know i hate to say the gospel because some people get turned out by that let me tell you it's about a relationship with christ right. and he loves us so much yeah that he doesn't want to let us go. Yeah. We have a choice. Yeah. We can burn away from him mm-hmm. or we can be united with him and really live a victorious life. I mean, it is a rock and awesome life right. when you say yes to Christ.
0: Right. I mean, it being introduced, I mean, the gospel is just, you know, another word for good news, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. you know, having the angels do their trumpets and say that Christ is born and everything like that. When you do say gospel, some people nowadays in in the modern terms, they're like, some people don't understand what that means. No right i like to break it down so it's really good that you do because it's really not about that word or phrase it's really about having a relationship mm-hmm. or understanding why jesus came and mm-hmm. why he died and why he like he didn't die cuz he actually went and got some keys and unlocked some jail Amen. cells and, and set everyone free, you know, mm-hmm. the people that were stuck in you know, that bad place that he went down to for three days. <laughs> some say it's two days. Some say it's one night. I mean, we just don't know mm-hmm. until we actually get to see him and maybe yeah. we'll ask him that question. But all I know is that when I read the words... They um, jump off the page. I got, I got, you know, my heart started opening up. But mm-hmm. I want to know how you transitioned from a Bible study... And then you started, like, how did you get involved? Did you start uh speaking at your church? Did you become a woman's leader? Mm-hmm. Were you in your 20s when that happened? How did that go down?
1: So what God did is, of course, I had a season in life. My kids were still young. You know, he led me through that season as as he did. I was learning and I was studying. I was doing Bible studies. I was leading Mm -hmm. as well, pretty much everything you said. Um, And then um, as time passed, I was um, in leadership where I would train people in churches around the area how to lead their teams. I'd go and be a public speaker. Um, And I used to always think I was a teacher until I started to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could do a whole show on spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. but God has given me the gift of evangelism. And I can go places and thousands of people will say yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not me, it's God working through me mm-hmm. and allowing me the opportunity to share the news in a way that they understand. And then they raise their hand and they say, yes, I want that in my life. So to answer your question, how did I get into prison? Um, I was instructed by one of the or churches. To start oh.
0: speaking. yes. Just how did you start speaking first?
1: Ah, oh, you're making me think way back. Yeah, now. you have to dig, Jig. How this... did I begin <laughs> speaking? Because we're going to talk about prison. I was always talking. You right. know, if anybody uh, exactly. was listening, I was talking. I think so I was getting. People, get
0: it. I people would... might want to know that because they're w- listening and watching us right yeah. now, and they might mm-hmm. want to know, well, how did should get into speaking like some people want to learn how to speak and some people want to start going to church and maybe they want to like teach like you do and so how did that happen did someone ask you or did you just feel like you know what I want to teach can I ask the pastor I never asked you never asked I never asked
1: but that doesn't mean you shouldn't right Um, you you know you know a spiritual gift is something God gives you when you say yes to Christ you already know that but you say yes to Jesus and he gives you the spiritual gift and what it does is does two things it enables others it helps them edifies them and it glorifies God those two things. Um, and so I would be teaching, people would invite me, uh, can you c- go up and speak a little about this topic? We're having a women's event, um, or I'd be uh, the MC. oftentimes those MCs of a lot of events. Then from there, I would transition over to being the keynote speaker in different events. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was always speaking, you know, and in Really, God tells us, beautiful are the feet I that mean, bring it's good a gift. news. It's a, I think God has given you a gift, Shug. He gives it. us all right. a gift. And we all have unique gifts. Right. And, you know, I like to think that that really quiet, quiet shy person that can barely raise their hand, God has a purpose for your life as well, that he can't give me uh, the, the woman who doesn't stop talking. <laughs> And so God's got a purpose for all of us. But yes, he did provide a lot of speaking opportunities, started small, grew it from there, be available. You know, his eyes roam back and forth on Mm -hmm. the earth, Mm -hmm. looking for those that are available. Mm -hmm. And with my life, verse Isaiah 6, 8, here my Lord send me. I did not know then when I would pray that what he had in store for Mm -hmm. me. And boy, it would it would knock your socks off if I told you some of the stories of things I've seen and heard.
0: Wow. And then so tell me what happened next how did you get the radio show
1: started? So the prison ministry was going gangbusters at that point. So then you started going to prisons mm-hmm.
0: first. I, and, and, when and how, how that did that happen? happen? How that okay, happen? So that happened first.
1: Yep. That okay. happened. That, well, I was speaking. I was leading, teaching, uh, doing leadership conferences, things like that. But I was speaking. And then someone said, you need to go into the prison because there's a team that needs some coaching. And I'm saying that lightly. There's a team that needs some coaching and we want you to go in and share about Jesus Mm -hmm. to the inmates. And then with the purpose of watching the team and seeing how we can better the ministry of that team. So as I was preparing a message, you're gonna die over this. I was preparing the message. It was a one hour talk. I talked for an hour in the prison. And I'm preparing it, and it was about the women of the Bible, um, you know, the ones that no one would suspect would be so effective for Christ. Um, and so I was writing the, me- the message out, and I decided I've got to give these ladies a handout mm-hmm. in prison so they can take it back to their cell with them. So I'm on my way to the copy center, and I'm in the car, and I'm driving a stick shift. And the reason why uh, I'm sharing this stick is, shift. is I'm talking to God, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God. What am I doing? I'm like Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Now, some of you might not know who that is, but Zsa, Zsa Gabor was, you know, I'm kind of a, a high maintenance gal, let me put it lightly. But I had a troubled past. I was a real hell raiser. And so I'm driving to the at the coffee center and I'm talking to God. I'm complaining like the Israelites did with the manna in the field. I don't want to do this. How did I get pulled into this? Why, you know? What am I doing? And I literally felt a big hand come through the top of that car and it was a scolding, Annie. I have created you for a time such as this. And I pulled over and my knees were shaking. I could hardly use the clutch of the car. I'm on the side of the freeway. And literally, Annie, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. I saw all my troublemaking years. I saw the years I did drugs. I saw the stuff that God had protected me from. Uh, we brought in two children in foster care and allowed them to live with this while their mom got her act back together. I just saw how God had used my Bible study and my, my study, my college degree, etc. And all of a sudden he brings me to a time such as this. And that's what I heard him say from the book of Esther. Mm. I have created you for a time such as this. Now, I went into that prison that afternoon, nervous, scared. I had to speak for a whole hour. But I knew I had the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with me. And Annie, when I spoke, I had a one-hour talk. I could see my notes flipping in my head. I knew exactly where I was, exactly what I wanted to say, and I never looked once at my notes. And I haven't left prison since. And that was over 21 years ago.
0: Wow. And so was the audience that you spoke to in prison, was it female audience? Yes. Or
1: was it a mix, just females? No, at that time it was female. I've I've spoken in men's prisons throughout Kenya, throughout Africa, Mm -hmm. uh, Rwanda. Um, I speak in women's prisons throughout the United States, often with prison fellowship ministries. And yeah, God has created me to speak in prison and work with prisoners.
0: And did, did you think that, you know, and we have to end this very quick, but you know what we can do? Because we're not done with your story. Is our time We can up? definitely... <laughs> we've got about four minutes. We can definitely do a part two. Okay. So what I wanted to ask you was, uh, when you went in, I know that you said you pulled over, you had a stick shift, and you were like shaking. And when you went in the first time, or even the times that you went in after the first, let's say the first couple times you went in there, did you ever feel like you were not qualified? All the because, time. Because come on, girl, you haven't been... Arrested and thrown in prison for years well, on I end. Well, I was arrested. We're not. I didn't okay. take you down that alley. But. Oh well. Well, why don't you? We'll save that for part two. But did you ever get that feeling? Because I want to encourage someone. Today. I even feel that way today at times. Yeah. So that's what, what the enemy does? Yeah. So what? What did the enemy say to you? What are you doing here? Yeah. Nobody's going to listen. Is anyone going to think you're crazy? You're
1: not. You're. You know. Right. Who are you?
0: Like, what are you? Better than me or something? Like, because mm. that's some of the words that. Could be thought of in your in your brain, like when the enemy comes in and speaks to you. He
1: does all the time, and you know that spiritual warfare as as warriors we are for Christ. Mm-hmm. We have to armor up. We got to be ready. We got to be prayed up. We got to be pe- prepared because the enemy is hanging out. He's prowling around like a lion, waiting to pounce. And where does he do it? Up here first, right? He messes with our minds. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So it, and and so you went in there. Just were you
0: nervous? Like were you? I was a nervous wreck. Were you like, oh, I think were you afraid that somebody would might might jump you never if you, like if you triggered them on on a subject or you no. said something wrong you
1: know the odd thing is i told god if i'm gonna go in if you're gonna send me in lord i'm way too judgmental mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. to be able to do this without you creating love in me for these women and that's it's amazing annie i can be on the, the back streets of any city and i'm scared to death i go into prison. And I feel right at home. Right. So you said you're way too judgmental. Can you expound on yeah, that Yeah, I'm a bit? person. I'm a human being. Okay. And we all are. You know, if you say you, you haven't judged somebody in your life, you're lying.
0: <laughs> we all do. You know,
1: hello, people. I mean, the
0: people that say that other people are judgmental are actually judgmental because you're judging me for being judgmental. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're human beings. We live in a sinful world. And I ask God, I can't do this without your love and without seeing them through your eyes. And he has done that. I have heard some horror stories and I had only love for those people. And uh, the women in prison, the men in prison, um, and the, And you have to. You know, you can't walk alongside somebody if you're going to judge them. You walk alongside someone like Christ and you love them. Get the love thing right is one of my favorite lines. Right. And that's what I tell our team. We got to get the love thing right everywhere.
0: Yeah. Love doesn't uh, talk at you. It listens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't tell you what to do. It listens. And, and then if... if someone wants advice, you you lovingly give that advice. Well, if it was me, look, I'm not you, but if it was me, and to me, uh, that's really important, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of the people get really turned off by evangelism and um, church mm-hmm. atmosphere and people preaching at them because they feel like they're not being heard and mm-hmm. they feel like they're being judged and they feel like, you know, you're yelling at me and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone's like that. There's so many different types of churches and, and way that people communicate their message. And I think that getting the love part, right. Is the best part, yeah. you know, making sure that you're not jumping on people for their lifestyle that they're currently living mm-hmm. in. and some that don't want to quit their lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we we have like a minute left. So why don't we tell people where they can find you, and then we're going to
1: go to part two next. So you can find me at himforher.org. dot org, and and we have an info email. So it's info at h i m a number four h e r. What does that stand for? It stands for him. For her.org. And you can find me there. You can reach out. Uh, we're going to be talking about some exciting stuff. I hope the second part, I'm going to get to the meat of it. Okay. I got to get to the meat of it and the core of what God has sent me here to talk about. Okay. That sounds
0: good. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's yeah, been so good to you see too, you too. too. You in person. Yes. And I just want to thank everyone for coming on Annie's Pink Chair and we will see you next time.